words on water. Hi, welcome to WEF Tech Now. I'm Travis Loop with the Water Environment Federation. Very excited to be here with Jamie Eichenberger, the new WEF president, also an associate vice president at HDR. Jamie, yeah. congratulations on becoming WEF president. Thanks, Travis. Really excited to be here and um, to be taking on this new role. So. Yeah. So, how does it how does it feel to to move into this role? Um, you know, really uh, a little overwhelming, but uh, just I've got a lot of energy and excitement going into it. Uh, people keep asking me, "Are you ready?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, no. <laughs> I don't know if you can be, but um, but I'm excited for it, and I've got a great." board to lean on and Lynn and Jackie and the rest of our, our past officers are there to support too so it's gonna be a great year yeah yeah you yeah. have some some great folks that have been in this spot that you've known for a long time and I'm sure are giving you giving you advice um, yeah. let's get to know you a little bit sure. Could you talk about your background in water yeah so um, uh, going going way back I'll keep this short we but, can do um, it <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Valdez Alaska um, moved up as a kid shortly after the Exxon Valdez oil spill and um, surrounded by water it was the northernmost ice-free port so just grew up um, hunting fishing kayaking hiking um, just spending a ton of time on and around the water mm. um, and uh, going through that, especially in a big industry town, it was one of those things that new industry needed to be there, but obviously it's huge environmental impact from the Exxon Valdez spill back in 89. So there's a really large and actively engaged environmental community. And so that kind of got me interested in it. And as I went to college, went to Colorado School of Mines, um, actually went for my master's degree in uh, what I think was like the hard environmental field, like uh, site remediation. And most site remediation wow. is somehow taking out of uh, water and so took a couple extra classes in water treatment and ended up doing a pilot study at Golden's Water Treatment Plant and just fell in love with it. I'd be down there every night and weekend um, building pilot units, running some tests, doing that. So just kind of fell in love with the business that way. Uh, so like this is, everyone asks that question, did you find water or did you choose water or yeah. did water choose you? It's, well, it almost chose you a little bit then, huh? I think so. Well, yeah, it, it water chose me. <laughs> okay, okay. That's interesting, the Colorado School of Mines. I mean, I've heard about it, but it's very, you can very much kind of focus focus on a, on a specific discipline or a specific kind of area. Yeah, and it's got a really strong um, environmental engineering program, uh, and especially with the water focus. And, um, you know, School of Mines, it's uh, got its basis in mining and petroleum and some of those, but there's a lot of interaction with industry and on resource recovery. And that was one of the areas that um, wastewater or water resource recovery in particular really speaks to me is how do you take this product that we've always thought of as a waste, a cost center, something that we just have to get rid of and be like wait wait, wait no there's value there yeah and um i remember taking some classes uh early on in college where they were talking about how they did this waste recycling through all kinds of different industries and then um kind of municipal wastewater and we've got the water itself heat biosolids nutrients um everything that comes out of it it's just really exciting and that there's was like eye-opening eye opening. you're like what all, yeah all this is in water yeah right? so um that's that's really what got me got me hooked okay so. And then, you know, being a, a water professional, what, what's been your journey, you know, in WEF and then the Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association? Yeah. So um, that started in college as well. Uh, School of Mines had a very active student chapter. So I got involved with that and remember um, uh, we were out at a student chapter event and at the end they're like, does anyone have any questions? And 
it rose my it raised my hand up and I said, "Hey, who's hiring?" And uh, someone came up afterwards. Everybody got chuckling, and he said, "We actually have an open position. Here's my card. Let me know." So I sent my resume, and um, I, I ended up getting my first interview, which ended up being my first job in the water sector out of college uh, from a WEF event. Wow! And so once I started there, I said, "You know, they've done so much for me already. I should give back." So I went to a young professionals event um, at a brewery. Both of them were at breweries, actually. There's a common theme here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, breweries. You, get, you can't have that beer without water, right? Right. And so, yeah, it's right. a natural fit. So um, they, uh, they presented on a lot of the different committees. And I've always been interested in government affairs. Policy is one of the things that you know keeps us all in business. So um, uh, said I was interested. Got a call a few weeks later from Jenny Hartfelder, past WEF president. And she said, hey, we just lost our government affairs committee chair. Would you like to do it? And I told her, no, I'm like, I'm like 23. I don't know anything about it. I just wanted to join a committee, learn. And she said, hey, we really need some help. If you do nothing, status quo. Hmm. If you do even one thing, you're helping us out. So um, I was able to get engaged with the group there, get to know people through RMWA. And after serving as committee chair, had the opportunity to get on the executive committee and ultimately worked my way through the chairs, becoming president of RMWA back um, a little over 10 years ago now. Wow. And um, through that time, I got to know more and more um, kind of the national WEF people coming through, through mm -hmm. some WEF maxes, the fly-in, different events. And uh, actually, it was at a fly-in. I uh, saw Matt Bond there, mm. another past president of WEF. And he had been out as our visiting officer a few years prior. And I said, hey, I'm wrapping up my time on the board at RMWA. I was wondering how I can get more involved with WEF. And so he recommended I put my nomination in for delegate at large. So entered the House of Delegates um, as a young professional, representing mm -hmm. young professionals as a delegate at large, and uh, really enjoyed that, <laughs> and got to um, serve as Speaker of the House of Delegates back in 2015. Um, and then following that, it was the, okay, well, now what do I do? <laughs> and um, I actually had a year off, and I've got to say, I, I just didn't know what to do with myself. Wow. I, I had all this free time. I was just pacing back and forth around the house. And you and missed the engagement and, I, and being involved. I did. I really did. Yeah. And um, so uh, Rick Warner, mm. West Pass president, yep. um, invited me to moderate a panel at um, one of our uh, innovation conferences mm -hmm. in San Francisco. So I was there, and uh, while I was there, he told me, hey, the treasurer position's coming up. I'd served on the budget committee a couple years, and he said, you should put your name in. Wow. So I asked my wife. I was like, ah, I know it's going to be a big time commitment, this and that. And she's like, you love this. She's <laughs> like, she's like, you come back. You're, you're, all, you're always tired coming back for the conferences. She's like, but it just, like, re-energizes you. Yeah, that, that energy in. that comes from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm feeling that here at yeah, WebTech. Yeah. Um, it's been so good to see people face-to-face, -face, be able to interact. And, um, you know, it's always it's always a long week at WebTech, <laughs> but um, come out of it just feeling so much better about it, just jazzed, ready to go when we get back to the office. Yeah. So. Well, one thing I want to pick up on that you, you said is, um, you know, being a student yeah. and getting connected with you know, the Rocky Mountain Water Environment Association or getting connected with WEF, it really shows that if you're a young person, if you're a student or a young professional, it's a great way to just dive yeah. into the industry, find jobs, find career opportunities. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that you're, that's a, a perfect example right there. Right. I had, a, I had a, a recent college graduate who has an engineering degree ask me, like, hey, how do I find a job? <laughs> and I said to her, I was like, get involved with your state organization and get involved with WEF. Um, and people will help you, you know? Absolutely. And um, I, I was at the career fair here, um, was able to spend a, a half hour, and all the students, young professionals that were here, a lot of the student design competition participants were there. And it's one of those things that um, applying online can be hard, 
lot of resumes come in, so how do you stand out from that crowd? If I've met you, if I recognize your name, or better yet, if you say, hey, I applied online, but here's a copy of my resume attached, you go to the front of the line. Yeah. Um, it's not always who you know, but um, who you it, know helps. It helps, absolutely. So that networking and that involvement and that passion for the industry that it shows, too. Yeah, it's exciting. I think they had over 100 uh, attendees at the Student and Young Professionals Committee, like record braiding yeah. at the meeting here at WEFTEC. So That's great. there is this momentum of more young people coming in and getting engaged. Um, so you're on the younger side for a WEF president. We'll just we will I, say that I am. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I'm the youngest ever. Uh, no one can tell me there was someone younger, but we we haven't asked for age. There we go. So youngest um, ever. Uh, what do you think is the significance of that? Uh, what do you think that the impact of that can be? Yeah, I think it's really important to have younger voices coming through. And uh, while no longer a young professional, I'm 39. I'm not quite 40. Um, I managed to uh, become president of WEF. Um, I'm still surprised I'm here a little bit. <laughs> but um, I certainly have the knowledge, experience, um, time, and effort to contribute. Um, and it's one of those things that I think there's a lot of passion that comes with it and a unique perspective. So we've been working a lot around diversity, equity, inclusion across the water sector. And part of that does have to do with generational. It's not just age, but um, <laughs> but I think having that youth in leadership positions can be really important. Yeah. Um, we have a different life experience. We grew up with different technologies. Um, we think about things a different way. But most importantly, I think getting people in who haven't been kind of in the echo chamber as long, the most important question they ask is why? Why, why do we do it that way? Mm. Um, or have you thought about this? And coming up with those, I think, is really key to um, keeping us nimble mm. and allowing us to move a little faster into the future. Um, I had the chance to meet with some of our um, students and young professional leadership this morning. And one of the things that came out of that is uh, there's some real barriers to entry for young professionals getting involved with WEF, um, mm. especially at the national level. Um, it's hard to get time from your employers. Mm. It's hard to get financial support to go. Uh, a lot of folks can't necessarily pay out of pocket or don't, may not have the vacation time to attend on their own. Um, but they have a lot of value to bring and they're gonna be the future of our water workforce. Um, we're, we're getting older. The near uh, future, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, myself included, there's a few more gray hairs than when I joined <laughs> the board. Um, but we, we're gonna need that next generation to really step up and step forward. And in particular, uh, workforce challenges in general. Yeah. We're seeing a huge wave of retirements coming through. It's expected to accelerate over the next five to 10 years. As we go through that, we need to backfill those positions. And so we really need to motivate these younger professionals to not only get involved, but step up and really get in some of those leadership positions. And then um, the best way, in my opinion, for them to learn those leadership skills, get involved in WEF. Yeah. If you're running a committee meeting, you can run a workshop. If you're planning an event, you're learning schedule, budget, everything else, all those skills we need for project managers and everything else, not to mention all the technical exchange. We have some of the smartest people in the world that mm. attend here and are able to share their ideas. Let's get our young professionals in too so we're not, um, so we can get that intergenerational knowledge transfer going. Yeah, and one thing uh, to pick up on what you said, I noticed with these students and young professionals, that, that 100 plus that were in that meeting, the yeah. ones I see around WEF Tech, there is a lot more diversity in them, not age, but in, in 
race, in the places they come from around the country, in the in the exact kind of fields that they're in. So it, it's it's going to help with that diversity piece too. It will, and you know it's really exciting to see that increased diversity. But I don't think we can get complacent about it. Mm. We can't just say, well, once the old guard retires, we'll have fixed this problem. And part of the problem we have is retaining that diversity moving forward. We really need to make sure that those young professionals feel like they're welcome, are yeah. giving those opportunities for growth and leadership. Um, otherwise, I think we'll lose them to other industries. Yeah. So uh, it's important to keep all that within within the water community. Sure. Yeah. Well, I want to ask about your priorities and the WEF board's priorities for, for your tenure for this coming year. I think workforce, diversity, equity, inclusion is, is a big one. Absolutely. Um, what, else, what else are you and the board really focused on this year? So our big initiative in the coming year is going to be redoing our strategic plan. Mm. Um, I, uh, 10 years ago, I finished as like president of RMWA. Now I'm sitting here as president of WEF, and I was trying to reflect on what all's changed in that time. Um, smartphones were relatively new. Only about a third of people had an iPhone in their hand. iPads had just been released. And uh, you can still go to a Blockbuster video and rent a DVD. <laughs> and so, this was just 10 years just ago. Just 10 years That's, ago. Yeah. So the other thing that happened is WEF came out with its last strategic plan. So um, we've updated it a couple times, most recently in 2018, to specifically address the need for diversity, equity, and inclusion. But especially coming out of the last two years, all the disruption, all the changes around uh, COVID, um, the virtualization, and those types of things, what we're seeing is a need for really a bold new strategy. So we can be just as successful moving forward as we have been for the past almost 100 years. Mm. So that strategic plan is going to be a lot of effort. We kicked it off in July. It's going to be a year-long effort. So we'll have our new strategic plan out, start to get that advertised in July of 22. Um, we'll have a big rollout at WefTech for it. So that is the primary goal over the next year. Okay. And I don't know what's going to be in that right now. Mm. Um, you know, we're, we're impatient. We had a meeting <laughs> on Friday and we're sitting there. We're just trying to figure out, okay, what's our mission vision statement? And um, our consultant who's helping us with this, like, slow down. We have some time. Um, but... I know what's, I, I, the one thing I know will be included is this continued commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, workforce, I think, is our number one challenge. Infrastructure um, investment and financing is going to be really important. Um, you know, I'm really excited about this infrastructure bill that's yeah. making its way through Congress. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you about that. It's making its way through Congress. It's out there. Yeah. The finish line has not been been reached though, right? So there's an opportunity for our sector to kind of keep the pressure on their members of Congress to get this done. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you haven't, WEF has a water advocates program. Everyone should join. Two, three clicks of a mouse button. It takes about 30 seconds. You can show your support for the need for infrastructure funding. Yeah. So um, right now it's looking good. I think we're looking at uh, at least a 30% boost in water infrastructure financing on the federal level. It's going to be huge. Mm. But um, honestly, I'm a little worried about, okay, great. We're going to get all this financing in place and then we have to do it. All right. um, the financing, if it's available, we've said that's what we need to move forward. Um, so let's make sure we have that workforce in place. Mm. Um, we got the leadership in place that we need to be able to get those projects planned, designed, constructed, and operating. Sure, sure. Uh, anything else that's on your radar? Any big issues you think that are facing the sector right now that, that WEF is tuning into? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really, I, I think workforce, we're continuing to do a lot of things we do too. That's one thing with WEF is we do so much good work mm. and it's, um, it's easy to lose sight of some of the things that we just keep doing well. But we have a renewed emphasis on biosolids. Um, we, uh, we just hired um, Mile, and she's helping to coordinate all of our various regional, um, regional biosolids partners mm. and really get us moving forward as a sector in one direction on that. Mm. Um, 
Biosolids is a great resource. Uh, it's tremendously valuable, but with PFAS and other mm. micro constituents and things, um, there's always a threat to how we're going to dispose of that. So just getting that communications out there. Uh, we worked, WEF put together a biosolids communication toolkit recently. Um, that's available to all of our members, all of our member associations to be able to start rolling out the importance on that. Um, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, as a communications person, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> and that's one thing I think we try to do is create tools that our member associations, that our members can take and use uh, in their in their markets and in their communities. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, our traditional membership, engineers, operators, mm. utility managers, um, and everyone else, you know, academics, regulators, but our traditional membership communicators, strategic communications, public outreach communication, public information officers haven't always been at the table. So one thing I'm really excited to work um, on over this next year is making sure that they feel like they have a place at WEF. Um, we've been a silent industry for way too long. Um, we, for a long time, felt like no news was good news. Mm. Um, if there was ever anything to do with, uh, you know, drinking water or wastewater is because of a service outage. Mm. So um, we never wanted to see that. But what we found is we can't do that anymore. We need to be proactive. We need to get out there. We do great work as an industry. We protect public health. We protect the water environment. We're anchor institutions for our communities, often one of the largest employers in a lot mm. of areas. So. Why aren't we talking about that? Tell more? that story. Let's tell it. It's yeah, exciting. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, so I want to see more of those people here, and I don't want them to be here as like an afterthought. Mm. Um, I was at the Kentucky and Tennessee conference, and okay. I ran into three or four people from different organizations that are public communications folks. Wow. I was at Pacific Northwest. Um, uh, Clean Water Association conference in September, and they had the same thing. Uh, a lot of representatives from Rogue Water were there. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see those people um, coming to our conferences, sharing what they're doing. Um, and I actually asked uh, Stephanie Corso at Rogue Water. She sent me a page-long list of concrete things that WEF <laughs> can be doing better to bring in more of those public communications yeah. um, and uh, outreach professionals. So that's on my list uh, to get done over this next year to make sure that um, you know they don't even... They aren't feeling like the doors just open, but we're reaching out there and we're dragging them in because um, we we need that skill set in this industry if we're to move forward, get the public buy-in and everything we need. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you're going to have a busy year. You've Absolutely. You had a busy WefTech. Now you're going to have a busy year. It's off and running. But uh, congratulations again, Jamie. It's fantastic to have you in this leadership position. Uh, and uh, best of luck to the year ahead. Great. Thanks, Travis. Thank you. Bye. Words on water.